0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes
1: and fees may vary. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Good morning, the Q Morning Show. It's Morgan and Bill. So we are in the middle of this Arctic blast. Polar vortex, deep freeze, whatever you want to call it.
2: I was not expecting it to be as bad as it was this morning. And it wasn't really that bad, at least on the east side. But it's one of those days where people forget how to drive. You know, where there's like a light dusting on the road and they go 50 instead of 60.
1: I was losing it. I'm worried about this, the light snow, though, this morning because... It could, make, it could make things a little slippery this morning.
2: Yeah, that too, because it is super, super cold. So it's just northeast Ohio in January. What are you going to do?
1: So you want people to, to drive faster.
2: Well, I didn't want people to drive faster when I was cutting it close. I was a little worried. I didn't realize that it was going to be bad, so I left at the same time this morning. I was yeah. stressed, but it's okay. I'm here.
1: This should continue at least for the next week.
2: The deep freeze?
1: Yeah, it looks like it. We're not going to get, I mean, teens today, we're not going to get out of the 20s, I don't think, for the next six days or so.
2: I see. The next time we get up to 30 is next Tuesday. Yeah. So a week from today.
1: Yeah, so we'll be below freezing for a while here.
2: But I'll tell you what, even yesterday, um, even though it was, what, nine degrees yesterday, I didn't care because the sun was out.
1: I'm the exact opposite of you.
2: I was everywhere yesterday. I was running errands. I was going to the gym. I was singing in my car, loving life, because the sky was actually blue instead of gray.
1: The sun does that for you. Yeah. See, I'm the exact opposite. When it's this cold, I want it to be gray.
2: No.
3: Because to
1: me, the sun is a tease. Because the sun is out there and you're like, you look at it and you're like, oh, it it must be so nice outside. And it's not nice outside. It is bitterly cold. And it's just to me, it's just a tease.
2: It's just when it's gray and gross outside, I'm so lazy. Interesting. Yeah. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to nap. At least when the sun is outside, I get that vitamin D. I feel energized. I feel ready to go. That's why I have my little light lamp over here. So I'm not sitting in the dark.
1: Also, I was surprised to find out this morning that it's January 16th.
2: Yes. Doesn't, and?
1: It, doesn't it feel like it should be later than that?
2: <laughs> yes. You, I feel like the first two weeks of the New Year have dragged
1: on. You always see that meme that says, Oh, today is January seventy fourth. Right. And I laugh and I'm like, oh, that's not right. And now I feel like that is an accurate meme.
2: It's accurate.
1: January sixteenth. We're only in the middle of the month.
2: And barely. Barely. How is that possible? How right now? is it possible that New Year's Eve was only two weeks ago? No,
1: it seems like forever ago. It seems Seems
2: like ages ago.
1: All right, so stay warm. We're in the deep freeze. We are the Q Morning Show, Q One Hundred Four. The Q Morning Show with Morgan and Bill. Q One Hundred
2: Four. I listen every morning. Old songs, new songs.
3: I love the music. It makes you feel good in the morning when you're listening to it.
2: Q One Hundred
1: Four. Q One Hundred Four. Nineties, two thousands, and now Morgan and Bill. Good morning. So what? Did you end up doing on Saturday, Morgan, for the uh, for the Browns playoff game? I was
2: out on the town. I did it.
1: Where'd you end up going? I'm curious.
2: I went to Market Garden. First, I went to a place called Pioneer. Do you know where that is? Have you heard of Pioneer?
1: I haven't heard of Pioneer.
2: I think it's somewhat newer. Um, it's on the same street, West 25th. I walk in. Um, first of all, you should know that I was trying to make reservations all week. everywhere and nowhere was taking them so i thought right and i mean i tried like five days in advance so i walk into pioneer at three o'clock the game starts at 4 30 right so i walk in nobody's there except the bar is all filled but all the tables are empty i'm like oh great so i walk up i'm like i have four and he was like sorry standing room only i'm like what do you mean there's nobody in here And he was like, yeah, they've been booked for a week. And I was like, oh, great. So we can't eat here. So now it's on to find somewhere else. So I'm like huffing and puffing like, I knew it. I shouldn't have came down here, you know, all (laughs) that stuff. So then we walk into Market Garden. Same thing. They're like, sorry, every table is booked. And I'm like, I'm going home. We still have an hour and a half. Before the game, everywhere okay. is going to be like this.
1: So this is like 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. And you're starting to stress that you're not going to be able to watch the kickoff. And, yeah. Okay.
2: And and eat, because that was the plan, right? Because it's like you can go and stand anywhere. But we made lunch plans. So I'm like, these people are hungry. I can't just not have them eat anything. So, thankfully, we see David looks over and he spots like four bar seats. And he's like, well, what can we sit at the bar? And she's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, okay, that would have been nice to know. but So we went and sat at the bar, and thankfully like that's where we stayed. But it still wasn't – I turned to David, I think it was the second quarter, and I said, I miss my house. (laughs) And that was the truth. First of all, I think sitting there for an hour and a half was kind of rough, but we had to. We had no other choice, otherwise we wouldn't have – gotten a seat anywhere.
1: Yeah, you were in it for the long haul. Yeah. To sit there for 90 minutes and then you're going to be there for the duration of the game, I assume. That's a long time to be sitting in a bar seat. It's a
2: long time to be sitting in a bar seat.
1: It's been done in my life, but...
2: (laughs) We know the tides of the game changed very quickly. Yeah. So it was just not worth it, in my opinion. And I used it as a learning lesson in life.
1: Now, I'm really surprised that one of these... Establishments in Cleveland didn't have a table accessible for you. Like, did you not tell them who you were?
2: No. Why would I do that? I don't I it's think half the time it wouldn't make a difference anyways. They'd be I, like, What?
1: I think somebody <laughs> in your party should have been carrying around the latest issue of Cleveland magazine.
2: <laughs> I don't think that would have helped much. It,
1: open it up. Do you realize that this is one of Cleveland's most interesting people? And I think that they deserve a table.
2: I was just so annoyed by that. I should have called. I mean, that's on me. I should have called the restaurants. But it seriously looked like nobody was taking any reservations. And I thought, okay, for the game, they're just doing first come, first serve because it's going to be a madhouse. But I was wrong about that. And I learned my lesson for sure.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people think ahead for stuff like that.
2: I was trying to.
1: Yeah, it just
2: I, didn't work out for me. I
1: think some people, as soon as they found out, four thirty Saturday afternoon, they're on the phone. They're like, "Let's find the, let's get a reservation right now." Right. Probably uh, Monday morning they were doing that. Well, I, I missed my house. I was at home, uh, and I would have to say that it wasn't any more enjoyable to watch the Browns game being at home. And I guess that has more to do with how the game went.
2: But what happened to the basketball game?
1: Oh, I didn't even. I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I forgot that you don't even know about this. No. Okay, I'll tell you what happened next. Okay. All right. No, I'll tell you right now. Uh, so, what was it? Friday night. So Friday night. Uh, let me grab my phone. We get a text from the coach of the basketball team. So Drew's basketball team was supposed to have a game on Saturday. Yeah, it's at six o'clock. At six p.m. And then we get a note. On Friday night, it says, good evening, parents. I'm not sure what happened with it. No, 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 that's not the note. Hold on. Here it is. Hey, parents, uh, big news. The team that we were playing had to forfeit (laughs) tomorrow night's game. So that means we get the win and everyone can watch the Browns game tomorrow. And I have to think that because I'm not going to throw the other team under the bus. Conspiracy theory? I think those parents got together and said, I don't want to watch our kids play basketball. we we'll take the L. Yeah. <laughs> We'd rather watch the Browns game. Let's forfeit this game. That's so awesome. It was almost like a game. I wonder if it was like a game of chicken.
2: It's right, like, who's what, gonna move first,
1: yeah, what team is gonna forfeit first,
2: love that for you, and
1: it was the other team, so, yeah, so I watched the game uh at home uh with my mom and my brother's family. They were over. It was just not an enjoyable afternoon, yeah I mean,
2: <laughs> we're still mourning the loss yeah i
1: don't I don't think we need to to get into that at all. I've pretty much made my peace with it, yeah, but that's all everybody was talking about on because drew did have another game on Sunday, and you know, you're sitting up in the stands and you're talking to one of the dads about the game and then another dad will come up and then right. their, their first question, what you guys think about that Browns game? So you end <laughs> up just keep, you're just talking about it. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, I, I think that I'm, I'm pretty much on the path to healing. Right. Now it was such a great season. That's the thing. It was such an amazing season with the Browns and you, no matter how it was going to end, the only way that it was going to end that would be happy, I guess, if if they win the Super Bowl. I mean. Uh- any any outcome would have been a loss.
2: Now, you just said we're not going to get into it, and you've been talking about the Brown season for a minute. Abort mission. Okay. We don't want to go down this road. We want positive energy for the Tuesday morning. Well, I,
1: I do want you to know that I am positive about okay. it. I'm so, so <laughs> thankful and so grateful for this past Brown season. I mean, all the memorable moments that we had this past year.
2: We'll leave it there.
1: Good stuff. Thanks for being here this morning. Dua Lipa, this is... Houdini. Q104. Q104, the Q Morning Show. Morgan and Bill. Morgan, you are not a Costco member, but you've been to Costco, right? You've had the Costco experience?
2: I don't think that I have. You've
1: never been inside a Costco?
2: I don't have a membership. How do I get in there?
1: Oh, I, I just thought maybe you went with a friend or... No. So you've never been inside. Never um, been
2: inside a Costco.
1: Have you ever been inside a Sam's Club? Yes. Okay. So the concept is similar. When you're leaving a Costco or when you're leaving a Sam's Club, you have to get your receipt checked on the way out. So okay. There's a, a person standing there, and they usually have a marker, and they look at your cart, and they're supposed to be counting the items and then matching up uh, the items with the receipt, and then they draw a big line on it, and then you exit the Costco or the Sam's Club, Um, that's kind of a debatable thing with some people. Like It it seems like sometimes they don't even look at the card. They just take the receipt and just check it. Uh, But there can be long lines, depending on on what day it is that you go to a Costco or a Sam's Club. Uh, But Sam's Club has announced that they are going to be replacing those manual receipt checkers with an artificial intelligence-based system. Okay. So as you're leaving the store, this is, in an attempt to eliminate those long lines, they're, they're going to use this AI system that combines computer vision and digital technology to verify that shoppers have paid for their items. So it's it's almost like self-checkout. I'm assuming that you'll just go under this, some kind of a screen that is supposed to look at your receipt, scan your receipt, and then count the items in your cart.
2: And you're not happy about this? I think this
1: is going to be a disaster, don't you?
2: Not necessarily. It can't be any more of a disaster than having one person do it, there's right? No,
1: there's no way this is going to work correctly. Like, I, I just don't see this working correctly. What do you At think's going to
2: go wrong with it?
1: I don't think it's. I think it's going to miscount things. I think that it's. I don't. I just don't think it's. The receipt is going to match up with what's in the cart, and then the computer's going to keep flagging people. So. In their attempt to reduce these long lines, I think you're going to have even longer lines because the computer, the artificial intelligence, isn't going to allow you to leave the store. I, I look at self checkout. Look at all the problems that I have with self checkout. That self-checkout. you have. <laughs> I'm that not the only the, one.
2: That was the the uh, key word there. Look at all the problems that. I have in the self-checkout.
1: I'm not the only one. I know that I'm not the only one. Is When you go to self-checkout, I, I went to uh, Giant Eagle like two weeks ago. Like, it was over the holidays. And I'm just watching what's happening in self-checkout. And it seemed like everybody in self-checkout needed to, to call the, someone over to help them. Like every single time you've got all these flashing things.
2: I don't know. I don't really ever have an issue. I mean, I've had an issue every once in a while, um, but I also don't go inside of grocery
1: stores anymore, so
2: I'm not not the target demo here.
1: Anyway, Sam's Club says the artificial intelligence receipt checkers should be in place by the end of this year.
2: Okay, so you still have some time.
1: I don't know if Costco is going to be following suit, but... There you go. We'll see. Hollywood Dirt Sheet. Let's get to some entertainment news next. What do yeah. you got coming out?
2: all things Emmys. Who won and the most viral moments. That's because I used to be young.
1: Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. So good to have you here this morning. It's the Q Morning Show. Morgan and Bill, we're getting into all things entertainment. Morgan has the Hollywood Dirt Sheet from the weekend.
2: The Emmys were last night, hosted by Anthony Anderson. Succession won Outstanding Drama Series, while The Bear won Outstanding Comedy Series.
1: Yeah! Woo-hoo. I told you about The Bear. <laughs>
2: you did. Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series went to Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary, while Supporting Actress in a Drama Series went to Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus. Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series went to Matthew McFadden of Succession. But there were lots of other viral moments. One being Christina Applegate getting a standing ovation during a surprise appearance. While Christina Applegate said the 2023 SAG Awards would likely be her last award show as an actor, she surprised fans by presenting an award last night at the Emmys. She was diagnosed with MS in 2021, um, so she walked with assistance of a cane as she appeared on stage to the standing ovation and was overcome with emotion, crying in front of the crowd. Oh,
3: my God. You're totally shaming me with disability by standing up. It's fine. Okay. Um, (laughs) Body not by Ozempic. Okay, let's go. Uh, Some of you may know me as Kelly Bundy from Married with Children. Um, Thank you. We don't don't have to applaud
2: every time I do something.
1: Um, (laughs) I'm overcome with emotion every time I see her.
2: I was so happy to see her last night.
1: I am... I had such a crush on her when really? I was a kid. And she's not <laughs> that much older than me. But when she was Kelly Bundy on right. Married with Children, and then she was in a movie called Don't Tell Mom, The Babysitter's Dead <laughs> uh, back in the 90s. Um, and then I've I've loved almost everything that she's done in her career. Like all of the sitcoms that she's done, all of the everything she's done. And, and I'm such a big fan. And I'm when I see her, I am a combination sad and inspired at the same yeah, time.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, And last but certainly not least, in Emmy news, Elton John finally received EGOT status. So his Disney Plus special, Elton John Live, Farewell from Dodger Stadium, took home the award for Outstanding Variety Special. Um, He wasn't able to attend as he was dealing with a knee injury, but... He shared a statement saying, I'm incredibly humbled to be joining the unbelievably talented group of EGOT winners tonight. The journey to this moment has been filled with passion, dedication, and the unwavering support of my fans all around the world. Anything else you need, Hollywood and more is up at Q104.com. You can get it there and always on the free Odyssey app.
1: We're going to get into something that has to do with the younger generation. So what are we talking about? Millennials here? Gen Z? Gen
2: Zers. But you're going to be happy about this.
1: Okay, because they're talking about their old person trait?
2: <laughs> I am not. Good. I can't give it away. I can't give it away. Am
1: I going to be proud of them? Yes. We'll find out. Coming up, it's the Q Morning Show. Get up, get up, get up, get
0: up. Waking you up. Bring me that smile in the morning. It's the Q
1: Morning Show. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show, Morgan and Bill. So am I about to be offended here? No. Is this going to make me feel bad? Because Morgan's saying that the younger generations, which would be Gen X, or excuse me, Gen Z, Gen Z. and millennials, uh, are talking about their old person trait. Yeah. Are they talking about Gen X because I'm Gen X? Yeah. They're talking about me?
2: Yeah, and boomers.
1: So they're they're lumping... They're saying old person trait. They're lumping me in with boomers.
2: Correct. Okay.
1: All right. I mean, that's fine.
2: But this is going to make you feel better. <laughs> I promise.
1: Okay. Well already I'm, I'm being lumped in. I'm being labeled as an old person. <laughs> Okay,
2: so this was on BuzzFeed Community. It's a hot take on modern society, okay? And here's what they had to say. As soon as I read this first line, I knew I had to bring this to the show, Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that you mentioned it. This morning, the first thing on this list from a Gen Z correspondent, self-checkouts are awful.
1: They are awful. <laughs> I have never checked out by myself at a self-checkout. Right. I've always needed help for some reason, that there's something wrong, that either I can't purchase alcohol without someone coming over and – making sure that I'm 21 or over right. or the regis- register tape has run out <laughs> and I can't get a receipt. There's always something wrong at the self-checkout when I go there.
2: Okay. I know you can go on that soapbox for days, so let's read some other ones and see if you agree with them. All right. It says, Gen Z here, I really wish it was more common for people to talk over a phone call than text. I love it so much more because it's so boring and robotic on text. I don't know what to say to a screen.
1: They want to make phone calls? Yeah. No, I've adapted to that. I don't want to make phone calls. Never.
2: never. In fact, if you call me, I'm not answering.
1: (laughs) But that's the way that I've adapted. I've adjusted to that with the technology. Yeah. Because I, I always had to make phone calls. Yeah,
2: you used to be a phone caller.
1: I had an answering machine. And then when, when we finally got those, it was like, Oh my gosh, this is the greatest invention ever.
2: (laughs) Right. Okay. Here's another one. The app thing. I get an unrelenting blackout rage every time I click on pay my bill and it takes me to the app download screen. I agree. A hundred percent. That is the most annoying thing ever.
1: I don't even know if I know what that is. Okay. (laughs) But it has to do with, it has to do with paying bills, right? Yeah. And I don't pay any bills. My wife. My wife Paula pays Paula. all the bills, Yes. so I will ask her if she's annoyed by that.
2: Okay, what about this one? I watch golf and read the newspaper, the print version, every weekend. I'm almost 23.
3: I watch golf. I
2: know, right? I was like, uh, does David need to be offended by this one? But then you add in the newspaper.
1: I have never, well, I, I don't want to say never, watch golf But I do not enjoy watching golf. Yeah, you and me both, brother. To me, watching golf or playing golf really is not... Not that much of a strenuous activity. Yeah. So when I'm watching golf, I feel more lazy than ever. And I've (laughs) felt that way my entire life. My grandfather loved watching golf. And so whenever I went over to their house, golf was always on. As far as the newspapers thing... Yeah, when's
2: the last time you read a print version of a newspaper?
1: Well, it's been a very, very long time. Yeah. And that's because I don't have a subscription anymore for for a paper to come to the house. It doesn't make... It really has never made sense with this job because we go to work before the newspaper is even delivered right so it it just became outdated when we could just get our information faster on, on the phone. phone yeah but I really do miss. I, I do miss sitting down with the Sunday newspaper. Yeah,
2: like as a part of the morning routine. Right. Yeah.
1: And especially during this time of year when it's freezing cold outside. Yeah. And so you just bring the paper in and get a hot cup of coffee, hot steaming cup, and wrap <laughs> up in a blanket and just lay out the paper and just spend the next two hours just reading about things going on in the world. Two
2: hours. I do
1: miss that. That's outdated. That's probably never coming back. Unless Gen Z and Gen X wants to bring it back for some reason. Right, right,
2: right. Okay, last one. Public spaces are for everyone to enjoy. Please don't make yourself a nuisance by having a conversation via speakerphone, playing loud music, filming a TikTok dance, or letting your kids scream and run around. Okay, I agree. A hundred percent. On all of them. That's actually my biggest pet peeve is when you're in public and you're either having a conversation on speakerphone or like you're watching a YouTube video and the the volume is so loud. I hate it. I hate it.
1: I mean, just people talking on their phones, just hearing the one-sided conversation has always been annoying. Speakerphone just took it to another level. Right. I don't think I've ever seen anyone just stop and film like a tiktok video in front of me <laughs> but if i did i'm photobombing that right right, i'm right. jumping right in the middle Spend of that
2: five seconds with my niece and you'll check that off the list oh,
1: oh, 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 oh. q104 morgan and bill the q morning show i promise you it's not going to be this cold for cupid's undie run on Saturday, February 10th.
2: Is that a promise that you can keep?
1: Yeah, I probably can't make that promise. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea what it's going to be like. Right. But at the same time, if it is cold, who cares? Because we're going to be inside at the House of Blues. Yes. And then the only time that we're going outside is when we're going to run. Yeah. And that doesn't take long at all. And then we Ten go-
2: minutes, maybe.
1: Then we go back inside the House of Blues and keep the party going. Uh We hope that you'll join us because this party is for a good cause. It raises money. Uh, for the fight against NF. You can find out more about it at Q104.com and get your team together.
2: Yeah, come on, let's go!
3: There's
1: a promo code right there so you can get a discount on registration. Q104.com. Find out about Cupid's Undie Run.
3: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between
0: you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
1: No. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show. Morgan and Bill. Good morning. So if you are new to the show, and judging by our recent ratings, there's not many of you, but uh, I do want to let you know that a lot of times I'll talk about my two boys. There's Will. He's 12 years old. There's Drew. He is nine years old. And I, the best way I can describe Drew is he's like Stewie from Family Guy.
2: Okay. And for those of us who don't get the reference?
1: Oh, you don't get that reference? No. Oh, I can't. I can't. <laughs> That's going to take too long. Okay. Um, he is just on a path for world domination.
2: Uh, in a good way or a bad way?
1: Right now, it seems like it's in a bad way. Okay. Uh, here's what he did over the weekend. My wife had a bag of chocolates hidden in her bedroom. Okay. It was a bag of Mally's chocolates that she got for Christmas. And she has to hide food in the house because the kids will find them and they will get into them and they'll be gone within a day. And I guess she went looking for her chocolates one day and, and she opened up the bag and realized that somebody somebody had already opened up the Mally's bag and gotten into them. So it's like a half bag of Mally's chocolates. Okay. So somebody had already gotten into them. So she's like, who got? into my chocolate i
2: mean but we know the answer right
1: well it's down it wasn't me so we it's down to two people and we call them both in call will and drew in who got into the chocolate chocolates both of them denied it both of them said (laughs) not me not me
2: someone's lying
1: so when that happens i usually say something along the lines of okay well since nobody's going to admit to it I'm just going to assume that both of you are guilty. And so there are no electronics until somebody steps forward and admits to their crime. Okay. And they both continue to deny it. About a half an hour later, Drew comes walking in and and finds me. And he says, Dad, Dad, have you checked Will's room for the chocolate? (laughs) And I said, no, I'm not going to go look for candy wrappers or or the rest of the chocolate, wherever you guys hit it, I'm not going to do that. Someone needs to step up and admit that they stole the candy. And he's like, I think you need to check Will's room.
2: Okay. He's throwing him under the bus a little bit.
1: And so I follow him upstairs and we go into Will's room and I'm like, okay, why am I here? What am I looking for? And Drew's like, did you check underneath the window?
2: <laughs> How does he know exactly where it
1: is? And so I walk over to the window. I look underneath the window. There's a bunch of Mally's chocolate wrappers. uh So no chocolate inside, just the wrappers.
2: Okay, but still.
1: Underneath the windowsill. And I'm like, how did you know they were here? And he's like, I, I don't know. I just walked into his room and I saw him.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: I'm like, really? He's framing his brother.
2: Really? That
1: was him framing his brother. No way. So he stole the chocolate. Drew stole the chocolate and he took the empty candy wrappers and put them underneath the window what? in his brother's room. I mean, it was so obvious. Like, Will's not going to take the chocolate and just leave the wrappers. <laughs> He's not going to leave the evidence underneath his window. Oh,
2: man, you're in trouble.
1: Drew knew exactly where to go. He, he thought of this whole thing himself. He's wow. like, I'm going to take all the wrappers. I'm going to put them in Will's room. How does that make you feel? <laughs>
2: A little worried,
1: a little worried and a little proud (laughs) (laughs) that he's he's thinking,
2: thinking outside the box. Maybe he'll make for a great lawyer someday.
1: Someday. Yeah. He wants to debate me in just about anything right? or a
2: politician, something along the lines. I
1: think he's headed in that direction. Uh, A Cleveland confessional is on the way this morning. I don't have the guy's name in front of me. Darn it.
2: it was anonymous, remember?
1: Oh, that's right. That's why I don't have his name in front of me, yes. because he is anonymous. And if he has an anonymous confession, this has got to be pretty juicy, right? It's juicy! It usually goes in that direction. Find out what's happening in the Cleveland Confessional next on The Q Morning Show.
2: They make your day. They make you laugh.
1: Morgan and Bill.
2: It's like they've been friends forever.
1: And they're fun to listen to. The Q Morning Show. Q 104.
0: That's when they say.
1: 90s, 2000s, and now, Morgan and Bill, you've got the Q Morning Show. This is the home of the original Cleveland confessional. Let's find out what Chris wants to confess to us. Now, I've been notified that Chris may not be your real name. So this is an anonymous caller. This is an anonymous confession. But we're going to call you Chris just so we don't get confused. Oh, okay. Very okay. good. So, what is your confession?
2: Fake Chris. Fake Chris. Uh,
1: I want
0: to confess that I have seen my neighbor naked.
2: On purpose?
0: <laughs> uh, no. Are you bragging? Is this uh, a confession no, no. or are you bragging? No, no, no. It's uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's totally a confession. It, uh, it, it feels weird. And uh, no, not on purpose.
2: Okay. So, completely by accident, I. I feel like I don't want an explanation, but we need an explanation. <laughs>
1: yeah, we need to explain this. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, I, I mean, it, it's just
0: my neighbor likes to walk around her house in the nude, I guess. Um, and she's she doesn't leave her blind, like, completely open, but she's, you know, they're not, they're kind of, like, twisted a little bit, so. You Tw-
1: okay, I mean? okay. Twisted.
0: The blinds, or are you, are you talking about the curtains? No, no, like the the blinds. She's got like those slat blinds. Yeah, they're just a little oh, gotcha. Little crack, so they're not quite flat. You know? Okay, okay,
2: yeah, I got it. But even if the blinds are twisted, you can still see into the window.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, <laughs> how, how did this happen that <laughs> yeah. you're you're staring inside her house, though?
0: Well, um, so I wasn't staring, staring, staring sounds like intense, but this was just like an accidental thing. Uh-huh. Uh, my dog was outside and I was letting them back in um, and, and like, I looked up and, and, and there she was like, I didn't have to look hard. <laughs> it's just, you know, uh, but now that I've noticed it, it's, it's just, you know, it's one of those things that. Is happening a lot more frequently.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I was like, so this is not a one-time thing? You are constantly seeing your neighbor naked? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been four or five times now.
0: Oh, my God. Uh, which, yeah, you know, which, which always has me wondering if I should maybe, I, I don't know, like, let her know somehow.
1: Let her know? How do you let her
2: know? I feel like she knows that she walks around her house naked.
0: I mean, maybe, maybe she thinks the blinds are, are closed enough that people can't see her. I, I don't, I don't know, but like, it feels, it feels weird. Like, like I would want a neighbor to tell me that uh, that that they could see me naked if if they could. You Wait, know?
1: you said you would, or you would not want a neighbor to tell you that they well, could see would. you? I definitely would. I definitely would. I I wouldn't want to be showing off for for people <laughs> on accident. All right, I have a bunch of questions here. First of all, uh, Chris, are you married? No. Okay, so you're the you're the only one that lives in your house. Mhm. Okay. Uh the neighbor, have you ever met the neighbor f- before? Do you have any kind of a relationship with this neighbor? No. Okay. Uh, you know, I've I've seen her on the street like
2: and in the window once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, even more awkward to meet your neighbor for the first time and then explain right. something like this. Right. Um do you know if she is married, your neighbor? Uh it, I don't I don't think so. I don't. I don't believe so. Have you ever seen a naked guy walking around the house? <laughs> uh,
0: no. Just, just
1: Okay. Um, so, has it ever occurred to you?
2: Don't that, even say the conspiracy what, theory.
1: That your neighbor wants you. No. To see her naked. <laughs> no. You're single. No. You think that she's single. Has that ever occurred to you? I. No, it feels, it doesn't
0: feel like this is any, like, secret plan to get me to see her naked, or that she wants is trying to, like, lure me in. That, that feels like a weird way to do it. I mean,
2: I feel like walking around your own house naked is not uncommon. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm uncomfortable. I'm okay. trying to put myself in her shoes. Like if this was happening to me as a woman, would I want my neighbor to come up and say, Hey, by the way, you should probably know that people can see inside of your window. And I would be mortified. Oh yeah, that- I feel like I would rather nobody tell me.
1: And that can't come from Chris either. Like maybe an anonymous note would work here. I don't know. But then again, Chris, do you really want this to stop? <laughs> I,
0: I, uh, I mean, look, it's, She's not a bad looking <laughs> woman, but like, I I just feel kind of like creepy about it. Yeah. Well, you should. <laughs> um,
1: OK, so as she's walking by the window, like, is she just walking or is it like a slow, sultry walk like she's trying to entice you? I've I've honestly never stared that long to figure out if it's a slow
0: and, and enticing walk. It's just sort of a oh, there it is again. And, uh, and then I, I try my best to, you know, like, look away and be respectful.
1: All right. 216-474-0104. What does Chris do here? <laughs> I
2: don't know. I'm uncomfortable.
1: I would say probably do nothing. I mean, what, that would be my thing. Because that's, my, that's also my solution for pretty much everything in my life. Yeah. Don't do anything. Let it resolve itself. I uh,
2: feel like I'm, I'm kind of digging the anonymous note
1: route. Okay. Because Chris said himself, if his neighbors could see him naked then he would want to know right and then we can't rule out the fact that
2: she might be doing it on purpose
1: (laughs) she's trying to seduce him to get him to come over
2: does anybody really believe that
1: 216-474-0104 what are your thoughts on the cleveland confessional also i would love to get into have you ever seen your neighbor naked (laughs) no i would love to get into that someday 216-474-0104 Olivia Rodrigo, just so now, she's going to perform at the Grammy Awards coming up on February 4th. Also, later on this morning, a chance for you to win Olivia Rodrigo tickets for her show in Columbus. We are Q104, Morgan and Bill, in the middle of the Cleveland Confessional, and we're talking about Chris's dilemma. So he, it happened to him once where he noticed that his next-door neighbor is walking around her house naked. Yes, but since then, it's also happened like five or six times.
2: <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I don't know what to do. I want to maybe save her some embarrassment, but it's also creepy to walk up to someone and say, Hey, by the way, I can see you walking around naked.
1: Should he do anything at all? I know what Erica has to say. Erica is listening in Cleveland. Erica, good morning. <laughs>
2: Good morning.
1: What do you think about Chris? I don't think
2: he should do.
3: I don't think he should do anything. I think that she probably knows, or maybe like doesn't care. She's walking around naked already. It's her and house it's all the time, right. right? But I mean, everybody knows you can see in blinds and windows, and he keeps looking. So I mean, I I'm sure he's he's looking. I mean, who wouldn't if you see a naked body? So then if you're if you go up to her and tell her, I mean, I might be more like, wow, do I look that bad? You have to tell me to shut my blinds. <laughs> right. I don't think he should do anything.
1: What do you think about leaving the note? Because we're, I'm looking at the text machine right now at 216 474 The text machine seems divided on the note. Like some people are saying that leaving a note, an anonymous I note.
3: I, huh? I guess, but I, don't, I think he's looking. I mean, he first started off with one time, and now it's then it was four or five times. I mean, I'm, you know, she's a nice looking lady. Who cares? Let her do what she wants to do.
1: Yeah, the note. Uh, some people are saying that it it's kind of like being in a horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> like like she might be right. freaked out to get a note like that.
2: I would definitely be freaked out.
1: But at the same time, some people are saying leave an, an anonymous note that way that the neighbor is notified but isn't embarrassed by a one-on-one conversation uh, about her being naked in her house.
2: Yeah, I couldn't get past when Erica said, "Like, if you see a naked body, you're looking." Well, all of my neighbors are, like, 80-plus, so <laughs> I really don't think that I would be looking. I think I'd be looking the opposite direction.
1: I'm the one that suggested the anonymous note, but now I, I think I'm, I'm going to go back on that. Yeah. I, I don't think that this is a... I think this is a Chris problem, not a naked neighbor problem. It's her house. Yeah. She's allowed to do anything that she wants to in her house. I think that Chris... He's noticed it one time. Right. I think Eric is kind of right. Stop looking.
2: Yeah. I mean, he he kind of made it seem like it was impossible not to. Like, what did he say? He was letting his dog back in and it was her front window. He was making it seem like it was impossible to avoid. But I also think, how many times are you like looking in your neighbor's windows? I never look in my neighbor's windows.
1: I don't either. I just have Nick and Stacy on the other side. What I- would
2: you do if you saw a naked <laughs>
1: Nick? I saw naked Nick. Yeah. Like accidentally. I think I would just avert my eyes. Like, (laughs) that's it. Right. I think I would just move on with my day. I don't think that I would have the urge to notify Nick that I saw him naked. Yeah. And he should be more careful over there.
2: Yeah. I I I shouldn't be looking in. At the end of the day, you are responsible for your blinds. So I think it's on her. I think. Our anonymous confess- confessor today should just let it be.
1: There we go. 216-474-0104. If you have anything else, Battle of the Burbs on the way this morning, right around 7.50. We've got a Hollywood dirt sheet on the way. Next, it's Q104. All right. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill, the Q Morning Show. Good morning. All things entertainment. Get you caught up from over the weekend. Morgan has a Hollywood dirt sheet.
2: Madonna accidentally called out the wrong city during a show this weekend. And obviously fans were not excited about that. Um, So Madonna accidentally shouted out Boston during her Toronto show. Um, She had been in Boston for two shows uh, the two nights before uh, on January 11th and the 12th. So to apologize, Madonna empathized with fans saying that would be like if you guys were saying, hey, Lady Gaga guys playing tonight so she's going to be in Cleveland on February 8th hopefully she will not make that same mistake again
1: cut her some slack yeah Madonna's 65 years old <laughs> we should be just happy that she knows where she is
2: right as long as she doesn't come to Cleveland and say "Good night, Detroit I think we'll be okay The Critics' Choice Awards were also this weekend, hosted by Chelsea Handler. Oppenheimer took home eight film awards, while Barbie took home six. Succession and The Bear won big on the TV side of things. Uh, Viral moments include Ryan Gosling looking confused when I'm Just Ken won Best Original Song, and when Chelsea Handler poked fun at her ex, Joe Coy, who hosted the Golden Globes last week. Unfortunately, Martin Scorsese isn't here tonight. But that's That's not going to stop me from letting everyone in this room know that I would toss him around like a little Italian meatball. Thank you for laughing at that. My writers wrote it.
1: Oh, burn. Burn, Joe Coy. I feel
2: like Chelsea Handler is so having the last laugh. Because, you know, they went through a pretty bad breakup, mm-hmm. and she didn't have to do or say anything about said breakup to come out on top. And that's just in the past two weeks.
1: Yes. And yes. Ch- <laughs> and, well, I was just going to say, and Chelsea made that joke because Joe Coy, during the Golden Globes, during his monologue, which completely bombed. Yeah. Yeah. When nobody
2: laughed, he blamed his writers. Yeah, he
1: kind of threw his writers under the bus. He said, I wrote some of these, but I didn't write some of these. Yeah, so that's why the Chelsea Handler made that joke.
2: And in TV news, The Office is closer than ever to getting a new chapter. Greg Daniels, the man who brought The Office from the BBC starring Ricky Gervais to the U.S., where it became a massive Steve Carell starring hit, is reportedly taking steps to launch a new series within the same universe. News recently broke that the writer has brought back a number of colleagues to come up with ideas for a new series, which they are adamant is not a reboot. He confirmed one possibility is to follow a documentary Documentary crew that is exploring a new subject which is similar to the original show's convention uh, work in the new kind of writer's room is reportedly set to begin today so we will see
1: in this show, would actually, would anyone actually be in the office? Wouldn't everyone just be working remotely? Yeah,
2: maybe. Like maybe. It, it would
1: just be a 30-minute television show of people on Zoom.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yep, that sounds about right. Anything else you need, Hollywood and more, is up at Q104.com. You can get it there and always on the free Odyssey app.
1: It is that time of year. The great big home and garden show is coming soon. We have tickets for you that you can win. In Northeast Ohio, we proudly rep our suburbs. But there can be only one winner in the land. Battle of the Birds on the Q Morning Show. First, we meet our contestants, then we play. Bridget is in Westlake, a graduate of Lakewood High School. Good morning, Bridget. Good morning. How are you? Doing well. Let's meet your challenger this morning. It's it's Michelle in Vermilion, who graduated from Amherst High School. Michelle, good morning. Good morning. Good luck, ladies. Thank you.
2: All right. It's the best of five questions. Your name is your buzzer. Here we go with question number one. Who is performing this year's Super Bowl halftime show? Bridget. Bridget? That is Usher. That is Usher. You are correct. Question number two. What does the T in EGOT stand for? Bridget. Bridget? Tony. Tony. Tony is correct okay Michelle uh, if Bridget gets this next one right she will win if she misses it you still have a chance but you need to get this one right question number three in which ocean is the Bermuda Triangle located Michelle Ooh. Michelle the Pacific it's not the Pacific Bridget do you have a guess I'm gonna say the Atlantic it is the Atlantic wow us oh, that wow
1: Bridget, apparently, your brain isn't frozen this morning.
2: <laughs>
3: My brain is excited for usher, and that's kind of a great question to lead with.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. It's right around the corner. He dropped a little teaser on Friday after the show and it got me hyped too. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should guess the songs soon. Not right now. Oh, agreed. Not right now because we're playing Harry Styles, right, but soon right, we'll, right. we'll guess the Usher songs. <laughs> Way to go, Bridget. Great. Thanks for listening Thank this morning. You. Yes, yeah, thank you. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show, Morgan and Bill. Good morning. So Morgan and I were in a meeting last week. One of the things that we talked about in the meeting, and our bo- boss was trying to get us to, to think of something, like he's fascinated by the things that I don't know. Yes. And he was thinking, he's like, there's got to be something there. Like when Bill doesn't know something and Morgan knows it, like, how do you highlight that?
2: Yeah, and it's like things that no, no offense, Bill, but things that most people know, like who Gypsy Rose Blanchard is. Who's i probably one of the most famous people in the world right now.
1: I disagree with you that the majority of people know oh, who Gypsy people Rose people
2: Bla- know who Gypsy Rose Blanchard is.
1: I don't think so.
2: Yeah. She turn on the television. She's on every, she's on every nightline. She's on every lifetime movie. She's all over the place right now.
1: Right. But how many times do we do like, say, Battle of the Burbs? Yeah. And there's questions that you think are so easy that people just don't know.
2: You think are so easy.
1: I think it's that people are in their own worlds. They've got lots going on. They've got work. They've got kids. And I don't think they're paying attention to this stuff as closely as we think they are.
2: I think I think more people know who Gypsy Rose is than not.
1: Okay. We can, we can debate about that. We could also take a poll. We should start doing polls. <laughs> That's what we should do.
2: Maybe not in the middle of a snowy Tuesday morning when it's 10 degrees because we need hands on the wheels, but it I could, agree with you.
1: It could be an online poll yeah. that we could do because I also want to do a poll while we're on this subject. I also want to do a poll about the solar eclipse. Like, do people... Do people care about this solar eclipse? Right. Like we're preparing like this is going to be a big event right. here in Cleveland. But is everybody else's radar on that same thing? Like are you making plans to see the solar eclipse? Things like that. So they, let's put that down for a poll thing that we can do. Uh, but this is where, where I'm going with all this. There's something else that I feel like I don't know. And I've heard it over and over and over. And I just nod politely uh huh, and pretend that I that I know what people are talking about. But this one I had to Google. So maybe we call this segment, I was today years old when I found out blank. Okay. Uh, This is, for for today's segment, I had no idea what a glizzy was. Like, people kept saying the word glizzy. Like, I'm going to have two glizzies today at the ballpark. Or I'm going to Costco and I'm going to get myself a glizzy.
2: Is it a hot dog?
1: It's a hot dog.
2: Okay. You, You didn't know this? No, I didn't know it either. Is it like a new slang thing?
1: It's not new. I I've heard it so many times in so many different places. And so finally, I'm like, that's it. I'm going to Google it. Because I don't understand why people call hot dogs glizzies. Right. And so according to Google, it has roots in the rap world. Glizzy is slang for a Glock handgun.
2: What? And why are people using that as a term for a hot dog?
1: So the evolution of the word to include hot dog comes from the extended magazine of a pistol which is about the length of a hot dog. What? And it has origins in the Washington D.C. area, and so far it has spread throughout the country. And people call hot dogs glizzy. No,
2: that's one of the words that give me the instant cringe.
1: Glizzy? Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like it, either. it.
2: I don't like the way it sounds. I don't like the way it rolls off the tongue. It's just gross.
1: I don't like it either. But I kept hearing it, and so I'm finally said, "Why? Where did Why? you
2: hear that?"
1: Uh, it was on a series of videos that the digital creator Sir Yacht was making last oh. week.
2: <laughs> so, did it just come from one person, or well, you did know, you hear it more often oftentimes than that?
1: You know this guy, though, right? I, I do, yes. S- Sir Yacht, he, w- so what he did basically for like a week, I think it was for a week, he only ate Costco hot dogs <laughs> for, for every single meal. Right. So, he would literally go to Costco three times a day to eat. Okay. And he, so he would eat three, and then he kept tracked out how much money he paid and things like that. But he did this for weeks, but he kept saying glizzies. He kept saying, I'm going to eat this glizzy. And I'm like, what is he? Why does he keep saying glizzy?
2: Yeah. I don't, I don't get that.
1: And then I was listening to, I don't know, sports talk radio yesterday and someone said the same thing. Glizzy. What the
2: heck? I, yeah, I've never heard anybody else use that terminology before.
1: So I was today years old when I found out the origin of <laughs> glizzy. Well,
2: me too. Honestly, I'm right there with you.
1: In reference to the hot dog. Um, Something else going on this morning because I got a text from my wife and she is not happy with my oldest son. Well, yeah, he left for school this morning.
2: I heard you try to make a FaceTime and nobody picked up. Is that something to do with it?
1: It's an ongoing fight right now that I'm having with with my son. But I guarantee that you may be having the same fight with your kid. Uh, if they are a teenager or perhaps a tween, uh, we'll get into this next because I, I kind of want some, I, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm I'm. on an island here. Okay. And I want to maybe feel like I'm not.
2: Yeah. You want other people to join your island?
1: Sort of. Yes. Come to Bill Island. Uh, we'll talk about that next. It's the Q Morning Show. Cleveland is waking up to the Q Morning Show. Awesome way to wake up. It's Morgan and Bill. So
2: much good music. I love it. On
1: Q104. Ba ba. Q-104, 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show. It's Morgan and Bill. So I mentioned just a few minutes ago that my wife sent me a text this morning frustrated with our oldest son, Will, who's 12 years old. And I said, I want to get into this. And then Samantha in Cleveland called up. Samantha, you already know what we want to talk about? I
3: absolutely know. I have a 14-year-old.
1: Okay. <laughs> what do we want to talk about?
3: That they will not wear a jacket and only want to wear a hoodie.
2: even when it's nine degrees outside
3: yes and it's funny because i actually have a picture of his group of friends at urban air recently and uh, they all have hoodies on
2: no jackets in sight
1: no jackets in sight now i've been allowing this when it's 45 degrees 40 degrees maybe upper 30s but it is 13 degrees right now right at least in downtown cleveland and I, this is where I want to draw the line and make him wear a winter coat and a hat, which he also hates to wear because he, it's going to mess his hair up if he wears a hat.
2: <laughs> It'll be okay.
1: And then what my wife was texting me about this morning is she is frustrated because of his footwear this morning. So he wanted to walk out the door wearing his Crocs. Okay. <laughs> and my wife wanted him to wear shoes. Yeah, right. And so it's just a constant battle now with getting him to wear warm clothes in the wintertime. So what do you do, Samantha?
3: Um, so sometimes I just let it go, but I agree my son tries to walk out the house as well in quacks or the UGG slippers. Mm. And But today I will say he walked out and he was like, I think I need a jacket. And oh, yeah. he around and
1: walked out. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Right, right. Yeah, so Will is wearing his winter coat this morning. I don't know. He's supposed to... Wear his hat, but I wonder if he takes it off, but this is why I was thinking about this yesterday because uh yesterday super cold, will had basketball practice yesterday afternoon, and so it was, the practice was at two o'clock they they're supposed to open the doors like at one forty five so all the boys are there to go in and, and warm up before practice and will's only wearing a hoodie and shorts, no hat, and I let him out of the car to go wait to go inside the school. And then all the 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 rest of the team members get there, and so at around one forty five in the afternoon, there's about eleven, twelve year olds standing outside wearing hoodies and shorts. Uh,
2: yeah, only hoodies and shorts. In
1: twelve degrees weather, because the door it was MLK Junior Day, the right. doors weren't open yet, and they're just standing there in the cold. And I text Will, and I'm like, "Do you want to come back in the car?" And until they open up the doors, and he's like, no, I'm fine.
2: <laughs> he didn't want to be the weak one of the bunch.
1: And I took Drew out yesterday to go get his haircut at Sports Clips, and I made him bundle up. And we're inside the lobby of Sports Clips, and two boys walk in wearing hoodies and shorts only.
2: Yeah, I don't get the shorts thing either. Like, hoodies, it's fine. It's long sleeve at least. But I feel like a lot of kids wear shorts year-round.
1: Yes, that is that is something that happens, and they refuse to wear. Uh, will will only wear joggers and shorts. He won't wear jeans anymore. He won't wear regular pants. It's that's it. Those are the only two options. I
2: wonder why that is.
1: But then these two boys walk into sports clips yesterday, and then their dad walks in wearing a hoodie and shorts. Yeah, yep, and yep. that's it. <laughs> and I'm dressed up, sitting in sports clips like I'm. Hanging out at the slopes. Right. At Boston Mills or Brandywine. <laughs> like, I'm ready to go uh, slish and slosh well, down like the slopes. You're slope.
2: in the right in this situation, for sure.
1: You think so? Because yeah. I don't feel like I am. Like, Trust I, me. If I, you were
2: out there in nine degrees in shorts, you would be questioning your sanity.
1: But I feel like I'm in the minority as I look at, at people living their life around me. 216 474 0104. Are you frustrated by this phenomenon as well? Does your kid just refuse to dress up warm, even when it's ten degrees outside? <laughs> 216-474-0104. Your call's next.
2: Something I'm made for.
1: Billie Eilish, she's going to perform at the Grammys this year, Sunday night, February fourth. It's Q one zero four. Morgan and Bill, we're talking about how I'm frustrated, frustrated with my son, and, and my wife is too, that he just refuses. To wear warm clothes, especially during this Arctic blast that we're having right now. Right, the deep,
2: in a deep freeze. The
1: deep freeze. I mean, what is it gonna take for this kid to want to wear a heavy coat and to wear pants?
2: Never. And to it's wear not regular happening.
1: shoes. It's not happening. Jennifer is listening to us in Parma. Jennifer, good morning. Good morning. Are you experiencing the same frustration that I am?
3: I sure am. I sure am.
1: Tell us about and your I- kids.
3: Well, I have actually 17, 13, and 11 year old boys, and I go through it with all of them. The 13 and 11 year old are very um, interested in dressing like their friends and stuff like that, and not dressing warm enough. The 17 year old is starting to wear off, so there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Um, but yeah, so my kids um, today, I, I actually through their schedule, they had to change their schedule. They used to like to get dropped off early and they didn't want to dress for the weather. So I told them that they would not be able to socialize with their friends before school if they didn't dress properly and they still stood firm on not dressing properly. (laughs) So Now they get to miss out socializing with their friends because Uh. they won't cave. Um, But this morning they actually did cave and dress properly for the weather. Oh, they did. There you go. You broke them. Yeah, send him out for send your kid out to take the dog for a walk in this. Yeah. Maybe it'll change his mind like it did
1: mine. Yeah, and hopefully it would. It's going to be interesting to talk to Will today to find out if anybody else finally caved. Right, you know, I'm sure he's not the only one wearing a winter coat today. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it's is.
2: nine degrees outside. <laughs> it's insane. Nine degrees outside.
1: Uh, text came in at two one six four seven four oh one zero four says, my 15-year-old seems to lose his winter coat every year for the past couple of years. And then I find it, and then it's magically lost again. <laughs> I know. Also refuses to wear jeans or nice sweaters. Well, Damn.
2: there you have it. We just want to be comfy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll just keep fighting the good fight. I mean, he's not going to die. I mean, it's not like he's going to have exposure or hypothermia set in or anything. <laughs> just, I don't want him to catch a cold, though. It's Q104. Good morning. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now it's cruel to play cruel summer when it's 11 degrees outside.
2: Not the best.
1: We are Morgan and Bill, the Q Morning Show. Let's get into all things entertainment, the Hollywood dirt sheet.
2: The Emmys were last night, hosted by Anthony Anderson. Succession won outstanding drama series, while The Bear won outstanding comedy series, Outstanding lead actress in a comedy series went to Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. And then Best Supporting Actress in a Drama Series went to Jennifer Coolidge in The White Lotus. Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series went to Matthew McFadden for Succession. Can I tell you a confession?
1: A Succession confession? Yeah,
2: actually it is. So David and I tried to watch Succession. We got like five episodes in, and it was a good show. We just kind of fell off the wagon and for some reason haven't gotten back on it. This morning, I looked up how this show ends, and now I want to watch it again.
1: Okay. Sometimes that can happen.
2: Yeah, I- because I feel like when I know where the plot is going, it actually makes it more interesting
1: to watch. There are shows that I've given up on that people have either encouraged me to, to start it again or whatever the case may be. One of those shows was uh, Shits Creek. Oh, really? Like I watched a couple of episodes, and I'm like, I, I don't, I'm not into it. Yeah. And then people just kept saying it's so funny, it's so funny, and then I watch it, and I love it. Okay. I loved it. We watched the entire series.
2: Okay. Well, there you go. We need a new show, so maybe it'll be Succession tonight for us. Um, Christina Applegate got a standing ovation during her surprise appearance at the Emmys last night. So she had said previously that the 2023 SAG Awards would likely be her last award show as an actor, but then she showed up last night at the Emmys. Um, We know she was diagnosed with MS in 2021. She did walk with the assistance of a cane as she appeared on stage to a standing ovation, and she got a little emotional. Oh, my God. You're totally shaming me with disability by standing up. It's fine.
3: Okay. Um... Body, not by Ozempic. Okay, let's go. Uh, some of you may know me as Kelly Bundy from Married with Children. Um, thank you. We don't. We
2: don't have to applaud every time I do something. Um. <laughs> it was so good to see her.
1: This one hurts so much because I know. yes, I do know her as Kelly Bundy from Married with Children. I had such a crush on her. And I've loved her in everything that she's done. I mean, she, I, she was on Friends. Um, she the, the show Dead to Me on Netflix, uh, even though I didn't watch the last season because I wasn't into it. Uh, but she's been such a big part of my life. She's an icon. And now she's saying this might be the last time we see her ever.
2: At an award show, at least, yeah. I know. It's sad. Uh.
1: But it, it seems to me like she's indicating you're not going to see me come out in public ever again. I, I just feel like that—that's that, where this going. That's where this is going, and now it's like I'm—I'm I'm feeling like I have to say goodbye to Christina Applegate right now.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a different capacity. I mean, it's not like she's never going to go out in public again. It just she's not going to be on the red carpets. She's not going to be in the movies, in the shows. So it's just. Part of life. We're growing up. Everybody's growing up. I don't like this. I know. I don't like it either. Uh, Let's keep it on some happy news. Elton John finally achieved EGOT status last night. His Disney Plus special, Elton John Live, farewell from Dodger Stadium, took home the award for Outstanding Variety Special. Um, He wasn't able to attend. He was dealing with a knee injury, but he shared a statement Saying, I'm incredibly humbled to be joining the unbelievably talented group of EGOT winners tonight. The journey to this moment has been filmed with, or filled with passion, dedication, and unwavering support of my fans all around the world. Anything else you need, Hollywood and more is up at Q104.com. Get it there and always on the free Odyssey app.
1: Real life. Real Cleveland. Cleveland. Let them know. Oh, baby, let them know. The Q Morning Show. makes you feel happy. It's
2: on every morning
0: when I wake
1: up. Q104.